Welcome to All Things D&D Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... I'm sitting on a Discord server one day, looking for DMs who are wanting players to scratch my D&D itch. I found someone looking for players to go through a story for the DM. They make it seem like they've run a group through this before. Some homebrew elements apply. I get accepted, first person in, join a voice chat with the DM, and start going over character creation. Starting with class, I want to play Warlock, so I ask, What Warlock subclasses am I not allowed to use? I don't want any hex plates, the DM says. Okay, Genie is okay then? No Genie! We have a back and forth for a while. I find out that they've banned all of the Tosh's book and only let me do Archfey or Fiend, with the pretext I may have to change if they deem it too powerful. I will later choose Fiend, but for now. What about Artificers? I've removed all Int Casters. So, no Wizard? RT? Eldritch Knight? Arcane Trickster? No, none of them exist. Alright, so how do Patrons work for Warlock? You basically worship them. So, Warlocks are basically Clerics? Yes! Alright, it's at this point I go Fiend Warlock. Next up is Race. I have a few ideas flowing at this point. Ask for Yuan T. Get shot down. No monster races, no exotic races, base races only. Keep in mind that the DM changes their mind 10 minutes later and allows another player who also joined voice chat to play Arakakra. I decide to go Tiefling, but before we continue, we have to go on a very important tangent. Casting Spells no spell slots, no spell points, you have mana. Certain level spells cost a certain amount of mana. The amount of it you have is based on your wisdom or charisma. For anonymity's sake at the moment, let's say my character ends up with a lot of mana for reasons we will discuss later. Casters know all their spells. Yes, you heard me correctly, all of them. The only limit is if you have enough mana to cast the spell, meaning my character can currently cast one 7th level spell with all their mana at level 1. Let that fun fact sink in for a second. And before you ask, yes, cantrips cost mana. Enough that my character is limited to 20 cantrips by their mana pool, even with the large amount discussed earlier. As far as I'm aware, Warlock gets no bonuses to mana regen, probably because all the casters work on the same system. Back to where we were. So, what tieflings can I be? Base, no sub-races. Okay, so how does casting tiefling feature spells work on the mana system? What are the spells you get? Well, Thaumaturgy, which you've banned, and then Hellish Rebuke. Yes, there's a banned spell list. We'll get to it later. I'm not giving you Hellish Rebuke. Are you banning it, or... No, you just don't get it as Tiefling. Okay, that leaves Darkness at level 5. Oh, and are you going to replace these spells you're telling me I can't have? No, and we'll discuss Darkness when you hit 5. Oh, uh, very well. Moving on to stats, we start with a point buy, all stats at 8, and we get 45 to spend. Putting points to get 14 or greater does not cost 2 instead of 1, like point buy normally does. We can cap stats at 25. Max for all stats is 30. HP is your con stat, not the modifier, multiplied by 10. 200 for me. Tanky warlock is go. Mana is your wisdom or charisma multiplied by 15, meaning 300 mana. I even out my other stats. I don't want to go full into 25s and have low others because I have no clue what I'll be facing. All of us start with the noble background, plus one background we wish. Benefits of both. However, our only equipment is 50 golden clothes. 
Later, it seems he did not tell this to the others because in session one, the other characters had equipment, and I don't even have a spell focus. But honestly, that's the least of my worries for what we're about to get into. With all that out of the way, I can get to the part where I don't rail on the situation, and instead, rail on previous decisions by the DM. To name a few, this is by no means all the banned spells. Thaumaturgy, Spare the Dying, Legend Lore, Counterspell, Heat Metal, Guidance, Revivify, Divination. Not specific, that's just what the list says. Find Familiar, Unseen Servant. To add to this, it's apparent that the DM has some precious NPCs that they don't want the players to mess with, because also on the ban list is Mind Control, Feeble Mind, and both forms of Polymorph. At the moment, that's all I have. I haven't asked about druids, clerics, or sorcerers yet, and since we've done session one, nothing major has come up. I'll keep you all posted. The DM has created an edgy Frost Elf DMPC to play, who has another player as their companion, though they don't seem to want to work with the party. I know, shocker. This DMPC and the player accompanying them are in a relationship in character, and any further details would make this extremely not safe for work. Another exotic race has been added, the Beastkin, which is pumped up Shifter, and a player was allowed to be Tabaxi, probably because that player is brand new to D&D and a girl. The DM apparently has three years of DMing experience, or so they say, having run 17 games, and this mana caster system too, this makes three times. The two of us who aren't new don't believe this for a second. I'm now only in this, as is a friend of mine, to see how this becomes more of a train wreck. Session 2. We arrive back at the castle, cue stuck-up noble noises, to an event that none of us as players understand. Apparently the gods are choosing a few people of each race to do trials for them. I'm the only tiefling there, so I auto-qualify. Obviously, the other players qualify too, for story reasons. This is where we learn the humanoid races are racist against tieflings, tabaxi, beastkin, and dragonborn. No explanation why. This list means everyone currently in the party. After being chosen, we're asked if we have equipment. Remember when I made my character and wasn't given any equipment? Weird. My new tabaxi friend quickly gives me some basic equipment, because she thinks I'll get in trouble if I say I have none. All the people who didn't bring anything are taken to an arena. Cue Hunger Games theme song, as it plays out exactly like the movies start, except no fighting other people. You all are to survive a horde of undead and whoever lives gets to keep what they grabbed in the cornucopia. We find out that stuff in there was really good equipment. No PCs are required to enter, because we all have equipment. The DM was probably trying to throw me in there, because they told me not to start with equipment. In comes 200 undead tentacle monsters, all blind, but have extremely good hearing. I realize why Thaumaturgy is banned now, and make an offhand comment about how the spell Silence would make this super easy. The DM proceeds to add Silence to the ban list. Any NPC that gets caught proceeds to be maimed in vivid detail by the DM, in ways that make Doom Eternal look like it's PG-13. The Druid Tabaxi and I want to see if we can help, and since I have my full spell list due to the mana rules, I have Major Illusion. I attempt to make a banging suit of armor on the other side of the viewing window, in order to draw some undead away from the people inside. Your spell fails. How so? The glass is soundproof. The sound doesn't get through. I can see the other side of the glass. I cast it on the other side. It fails. The glass has an anti-magic field over it. No magic in or out. In the most preschool smug tone he can muster, I don't think they realize they sounded like that either. After a bit, Tabaxi wants to vomit and goes outside to scream. Rolodex save. All of us. Why? You might damage your vocal cords screaming. Wouldn't that be a con save? Whatever, Dex or con, your pick. Mild throat ache for Tabaxi. Rip. After a few in-game hours, the survivors make it outside. The Edgelord DMPC survives and comes out emanating Edge. At this point, I've had enough of him. We three go back to the inn and regroup. 
I try to get drunk, because what I saw warrants it. Con save. I assume to get drunk, and I roll a 7. You vomit your drink and meal back up. Proceed to spend 45 mana to cast Prestidigitation three times. Now we discuss a plan. We're going to be given or make teams. Obviously, we all form a team to the three of us, and we'll be sent into dungeons as our trials. Any loot you find is yours to keep. I then make an offhand comment in character. Alright, so all we have to do is stay alive and hope the final trial isn't fighting each other. The DM goes silent on me saying that for quite a while. I feel bad for this tabaxi, because this is her first experience with D&D. I'm going to warn her. We were called in after our tabaxi asked when the next session was, and was told in one hour. Some new information I've obtained because I asked about other classes under the pretext of I want to make a backup character. Barbarian. Rage only lasts two rounds. Yes, the round you use it, and one round after. Bard. I was told, oh yeah, I haven't started on it, but I have to revise the whole thing. Rogue. Limited number of sneak attacks per long rest, equal to your int modifier. Druid. Was told it's the same, but he went silent trying to explain Wild Shape. The DM is using multiple different Discord servers to advertise this exact campaign, and has posted calls five times on one server according to our Dragonborn, yet we're the only three players. Anyway, back to our non-regularly scheduled BS. We all arrive back at the castle, are asked to make teams. Obviously, our group of three teams up. A large orb is summoned, and we're told to enter to arrive at our first trial. We all step through and find we're in a large forest. Our tabaxi climbs a tree to get a better view. Finding a fortress, a large snake corpse, like Jormungandr level size, and our DMPC friend all in different directions from us. We decide to investigate the fortress first, and find a group of bat-like creatures in our way. We decide to deal with them since they look hostile, and since we may have to deal with them later if we don't. Cast Invisibility at 4th level, since I have the mana, so we can get an ambush set up. Minus 35 mana. My friends get them in range of each other with some noises, and one of them breaks a twig on the ground while invisible. How far can I get from the group of creatures, I asked. At max, 25 feet and still be able to see them. Okay, at a point within 150 feet of me that I can see, probably somewhere in the sky, I cast Circle of Death, making the bloom from it hit the creatures and not any of us. Okay, what does Circle of Death do? I then go to explain the spell and how much damage it does. They all roll con saves. Three fail, two pass. Okay, since you're upping health values, does the spell damage increase as well, I asked? Yeah, it goes up to, uh, 8d10. 45 damage, minus 60 mana, and we start our surprise round. I get first in initiative. I walk up 25 feet and cast Thunderwave, so it'll hit both the remaining creatures. I need con saves again from both of them. What is the damage on Thunderwave being up to? Uh, 68. Both fail, 31 damage, minus 20 mana. Okay, one is dead, the last one's still up. All of us ask, how? Does one have more health total than the others? They both took 10 over what the first three got. It's at this point that he explains that the creatures utilize a group health pool, and there was still enough for the last one to be standing. We go through a round of everyone trying to hit, and doing very little damage. Back to me. Alright, do your stuff, DM said to me. I cast Eldritch Blast, since it shouldn't be that high on health. Oh, I forgot to tell you I changed that. Okay, tell me the change, this may affect my decision. Uh, tell me what Eldritch Blast does again, I might be thinking of another spell. Explain Eldritch Blast, and how it scales damage with beams, instead of dice, like other cantrips. Okay, the only change is that you cast it as a level 1 spell instead of as a cantrip. All of us again. Does this affect Eldritch Blast or all damaging cantrips? All damaging cantrips. We go to explain the spell again, realizing he misunderstood what I said, and thought EB did 4d10 instead of 1d10. Very well. Okay, what damage does Eldritch Blast do since it's only 1d10, I asked. 
That one stays the same. Face palm. Go on another round. I decide to cast Witch Bolt, so I don't waste a bunch more mana not knowing when this will go down. Note that each of these creatures has 2-hit multi-attack, with plus 7s to hit, and 2d6 plus 5 plus 3d4 damage on hit. I have 200 HP, but this still burns bad, and we're all technically level 1. Good thing we wiped out all but one of them. Needless to say, Witch Bolt also did not get a damage increase, after I had to explain that one to him too. You guys do know these creatures are endangered, right? The DM said out of nowhere. No? Why would we know that? It's at this point that we all realize he has no clue what half the spells do that we cast. We end up walking on top of an earth elemental intelligent enough to speak common, say sorry for stepping on him, finger guns, and proceed to continue our journey. Luckily for the tabaxi, their internet shuts off, causing myself and the dragonborn to go on away without her, acting like she's... acting like she's still with us. We find the fortress. It looks like it's been broken into a while ago. Go inside and find a dead-end hallway with three statues, a simple circle of life puzzle, and we open another way forward. The Dragonborn and I are fairly certain the DM lacks all knowledge of D&D &D and how it works, and is from another system trying to make this like that. We end the session with the DM telling us we'll try for another session tomorrow. Unfortunately, there were no more sessions after this. The DM discovered that I was sharing my eye-opening experience of his game system with the world. The DM sent me a message, which more or less said, If you don't like my system, just effing leave. There are no problems with it, you just like base 5e too much. So I dipped and told them to never contact me again. Oh, a positive note. Yes, I have saved the tabaxi, and she's now a happy member of my own sessions. And now for the entire list of banned spells. Brace yourselves. Invulnerability, Force Cage, Resurrection and True Resurrection, Suggestion, Mass Suggestion, Hellish Rebuke. Here's his full ban list so far. Legend Lore, Unseen Servant, Counterspell, Healing Spirit, Tiny Hut, Heat Metal, Banish, Thaumaturgy, Power Word Kill, Stun and Heal, Guidance, Mirror Image, Fly, Fixed, Time Stop, Polymorph and True Polymorph, Revivify, Divination, Teleportation Spells and Spells that Involve Fast Travel, Feeble Mind, Simulacrum, Clone, Planar Travel, Soul Cage, Force Wall, Contagion, Mind Control, Geese, Spare the Dying, Find Familiar, Silence, Remove Curse, Wish. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Until next time. Ha 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 ha!